Dear listeners, in the last episode, Swamiji extended his influence to other parts of the Western world, England and Europe. Now, in this episode, we, in all excitement, will follow his footsteps as he returns to India. Welcome back home, Swamiji. The hero returns. Swami Vivekananda knew that Swami Abedananda would be able to carry out the work successfully, and therefore he began to think about returning to India. It was arranged that he would sail from Naples. Mr. Goodwin and Mr. and Mrs. Sevier were to accompany him. Before he left, an English friend asked him, Swami, how do you like your motherland now after four years' experience of the luxurious, glorious, and powerful West? Swamiji's reply was, India I loved before I came away. Now the very dust of India has become holy to me. It is now the holy land, the place of pilgrimage, the Tirtha. Swamiji's homecoming was a great event. The people of India had learned to love and admire him ever since the days of the Parliament of Religions. His name had often been in the papers and on the lips of the people, and they looked upon him as a great hero. Previously, the people of India felt weak and helpless. Now, they felt stronger. Swamiji's success in the West gave them self-respect. Therefore, when he returned, the whole country now rose to honor him. The ship arrived at Colombo on January 15, 1897. Swamiji was filled with joy and excitement. This was India. Once more, he was to walk upon her holy soil. He did not know about the preparations that had been made to receive him. Reception committees were formed in the large cities and newspapers wrote editorials about him. One of his brother monks was at Colombo to receive him and others were on their way or already in Chennai. When he stepped ashore in Colombo, Sri Lanka, he found a huge crowd of people waiting to see him. Those who were near rushed to touch his feet. Then a huge procession was formed. Hymns were sung and many people threw flowers in the path before Swamiji. He stayed in Colombo for several days. He gave lectures and received visitors the poor as well as the rich and powerful. He had planned to travel from Colombo to Chennai by steamer, but many telegrams poured in from different cities asking Swamiji to stop at least a few minutes. He changed his plans and traveled over land by train and carriage. At every town, he would find people waiting to receive him. Often triumphal arches had been built for him, and there were long processions 
with bands, fireworks, cannons, and rockets. He would be presented with an address of welcome and in return would make a short speech. He crossed over to the mainland by steamer, landing at Pamban. Here, he was met by the Raja of Ramnad and many people, all of whom welcomed Swamiji with joy. The horses were taken away from Swamiji's carriage and the Raja himself and many others pulled the carriage through the streets. The next day, Swamiji visited the temple of Rameshwaram. This reminded him of his wandering days, for he had visited the same places only four years earlier. What a difference! Then he was an unknown monk who had traveled through India on foot. Now he was famous, world famous, and great men competed with each other to show him honor and respect. The triumphant tour continued. Swamiji passed through town after town, Ramnad, Madurai, Kumbakonam, and many other places. Everywhere, immense crowds gathered to meet Swamiji, to see him and listen to his words. The climax came when he reached Chennai. As many as 17 triumphal arches had been put up for him, and many groups presented him with addresses. It seemed as if Chennai and the whole of India was willing to suspend their public life and honor and respect Swamiji. Swamiji stayed in Madras for nine days. He delivered several important lectures and met many people. End of story. None of the adulation of the millions of Indians changed Swamiji even a little bit. Only a true karma yogi like Swamiji could have gone from being an unknown, homeless, and wandering monk in India and in America to become welcomed as a true hero. How connected he was to the poor and the vulnerable and marginalized people. Everyone in India felt a connection to him. This connection was real. It was authentic and true. It was as if the country rose as one to welcome him, forgetting our own petty differences of where we live, what we do, and who we consider as our family. He was a champion of social justice. Equality for all was not just a political right for him, but as he deemed, it was our very spiritual heritage. Thank you for listening.